Okay, class, grab your notebook, your pencil, and your Bible, because it is time for another Bible pop quiz. This Bible pop quiz is for today, Monday, September the 25th, 2023. Hopefully you are ready. Hopefully you completed your last Bible pop quiz. I think, now I know I told you, I told you class for the last Bible pop quiz, I think I told you I would possibly wait till Tuesday before we did another one. And you're thinking, wait a minute, it's Monday. What happened? Well, one, it's a pop quiz. So, hey, you're you're not supposed to be told when it's going to happen because if you know when it's going to happen, then that's not a pop quiz. That's a test, right? So it's a pop quiz, but I am going to do something here. I believe that our pop quiz schedule is going to kind of fall into the following, I think, pattern. I think this is what's going to happen. I think we're going to do our, our Bible pop quizzes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's what I think we're going to kind of fall into. Now, it's a pop quiz. So that doesn't mean that you could be surprised and take and caught off guard and one pops up on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Saturday or even a Sunday afternoon. It could happen, but I think I'm going to try to follow the Monday, Wednesday, Friday pattern. And here's the reason why is because if I do a pop quiz on a Monday and let's say it's one of those more open-ended type pop quizzes where I'm having you look up something in a Bible dictionary or looking up the Greek or something like that. Well, now you have, say, from Monday all the way till Wednesday to work on it. If I do one on a Friday, you have all weekend to work on it until Monday. So I think that that offers a little bit more time, more time for people to hear, more more time for people to participate. So I think that's what we're going to work on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. I think that's a good idea, right? Uh, that gives you the weekend to do other things. So, I mean, you know, Sundays are really a bad time to do a Bible pop quiz. I think we can all agree on that. Saturdays are probably not the best. And if I do one on Friday, people then, if they do have time on Saturday, could work on the one on Friday. So I think that works out really good. Monday is kind of the, you know, really the beginning of the week, you know, in many ways. So I think that that kind of works. Wednesday, it's right the middle of the week. So I, I think that those... That's a good schedule. I think so. Now, I don't like to schedule them because then it's not really a pop quiz. It's kind of a test. But I think that the, what this is going to fall into, that's why I didn't want to wait till Tuesday, because then if I go Tuesday, then do, do I wait till Thursday? You know, like, okay, do I turn right around and do one on a Wednesday? So I'm going to try to make this more manageable for everyone because I do want the, I do want the largest number of people participating as possible in these Bible pop quizzes. The goal of these pop quizzes is trying to get you just to the text, to see the text, to deal with the text. We're trying to get away, and if you've been listening to our study on dispensationalism, trying to get away from all the systems and, and your team and my team and just here, it's the Bible, it's the Word of God. That's what we claim as Christians. It's supposed to be the authority. So we so many times we claim we're studying the Bible, but in reality, all we're doing is taking a theological system. We're taking a, a way of interpreting the scripture and just reading it into the scripture. And I want with the Bible pop quizzes to lay aside all of that. And let's just go to the text and look for answers. And by trying to and doing the review and all the different things we're going, we're trying to do, hopefully what will happen 
is that you will retain more and more. You will be reminded of more and more and slowly but surely. I'm not saying it's going to happen in a day or a week, but I think maybe in a month or two of doing Bible pop quizzes, you'll kind of start slowly but surely mastering what I continue to say, the source document, the primary source document, the Bible, the Word of God. You'll start memorizing and remembering and knowing, and these things hopefully you will retain. And whenever someone mentions them or is preaching a sermon, you will know exactly the verse, the reference, the information. You're gonna, you're going to know it, and hopefully you'll find it will be beneficial. I think the problem with doing Bible pop quizzes and trying to create an entire podcast series slash podcast around this concept is a lot of people could look at it as, oh, that's cute. It's kind of like a fun little thing, but I don't know if they're going to see the true benefit from it. So what I have to try to do is continue to try to sell you the idea. This is more than just a cute little game. It's more than just having a little bit of fun. It's trying to take the word of God and get it placed deep inside your mind so that you will retain it, you will remember it. And then hopefully that has spiritual benefit in the long term. So I hope you will stay with us. If you know other people who you think would be interested in doing a Bible pop quiz, see the good thing about this? If you want, you can look, you, we're, we're making the, the Bible pop quiz its own podcast. So people who may hate me, hate the way I do theology, they could just listen to the Bible pop quiz podcast. And guess what? They can at least benefit from that, even if they hate everything else we do. So um, I'm hoping that we can find a, a large number of people who'll be like, yeah, that Bible pop quiz, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. So that's the plan. That's the goal. And we will continue to keep you informed as, as we move forward. But hey, you're not here to get that information, right? You're here for a Bible pop quiz. Well, I mean, you may not be here for the Bible pop quiz because it's a pop quiz. So you're, yeah, but, but hey, now that you're here, you got your notebook. Come on. Everyone needs to buy a notebook. All right. Go to Office Depot today. Buy you a notebook. I have a composition book right here. Okay. 100 sheets, college ruled. I love these. I love I, I, anytime I can get my hands on these, right? And I have a pencil and I have a physical Bible. Remember, we're really trying to, I know it's very old school. It may be outdated. It may be antiquated, but I'm trying to get people with notebooks, pencils, and actual physical Bibles because I think this, this, this helps retain you're, you're writing the question. You're writing the answer. You're actually physically looking up the text. And I, and I know there are easier ways. There are easier ways to obtain the information. There are easier ways, but easier doesn't always mean the most beneficial for you as far as retaining, as far as really becoming a part of you, really remembering it. So I'm really challenging you. Get, go get a notebook today. Someone says, why are you buying notebooks? Say, for the Bible pop quiz. Come on, you should know the podcast, all right? And then pencils, and then physical Bible, all right? And you don't need a, you don't need a study Bible, just a Bible with the text, right? You don't need cross-references. You don't need anything, just the text. Usually these Bibles are relatively cheap, so should be a small investment that hopefully has spiritual benefits. So are you ready? Now, I, I have to make a decision here. I have to, I'm debating with myself today. All right. We will at least review some of the last uh, Bible pop quiz. Remember, I'm, I've, I've tried, 
I think my my decision here, I haven't received emails making an argument against, but I, this is my kind of way of thinking. Those The Bible pop quizzes where the questions are more open, right? Kind of like look this up in a Bible dictionary or a Bible encyclopedia. And it's kind of like, you know, summarize this. The answers are not very, you know, just a very simple answer, fill in the blank or anything like that. Those I'm not, I may review the question. I may review the text from which the question came from to help for retention. But I don't know if I'm going to sit there and then look up, you know, the answer in a Bible dictionary and read it to you. I don't know if I'm going to go through all of that. If someone really, really need like, hey, I struggled with this. I need you to do a full blown review. Well, then guess what? We'll, we'll dedicate an entire program to that. But doing those kinds of reviews would really be almost, in some cases, an hour long. And then we wouldn't even get to that pop quiz for that day. So we will see. We'll see how people feel about that. So we'll do a little bit of review from the last one. Are you ready? All right, the last Bible pop quiz. I got to turn the page here. Was on September the 23rd, 2023. Do you remember? Do you have the questions written down? I hope you do. All right. The Bible pop quiz for September the 23rd. 2023, you will notice that all of the questions came from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Every question came from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, which I am going to read for you. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. First Timothy chapter two, verse one, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That was the verse where all the questions came from for our last Bible pop quiz. Hopefully now you basically have that verse memorized and hopefully you did a lot of work and you will remember it for, well, moving forward. But here we go. The first question was, look up the Greek word that is translated exhort in 1 Timothy 2, 1. And I told you to use the blue letter Bible app. So let me just show you, just we'll do a quick example here of this kind of review, all right? If we were to do this one, I would open the Blue Letter Bible app, which I'm going to do right now. I would open the Blue Letter Bible app. I would go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. I would click on verse 1. That would pull up the interlinear. I would find the word I exhort, which is this Greek word. Everyone ready? This is what you were to look up. Here we go. Strong's G3870. Parakaleo. 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 Now you were to write down the, the Greek word parakaleo. You were to, uh, you could write down something like it's used 109 times in the King James. Parakaleo uh, means to call near, invite, invoke, Im- it basically to implore, to beseech, call for. Uh, to be of good comfort, desire, to exhort, entreat, pray. 
All right. And the outline of biblical usage, you could again write all of this down to call to one side, call for summon, to address, to speak, to admonish, to exhort, to beg, to entreat, to beseech, to strive, to impeach, to console, to encourage. I mean, there's a lot going on there, but it's the idea that, hey, it's almost like I'm calling you to me to plead with you, to beg you, to challenge you to do something. So Paul is writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, 1, and he is exhort. He's calling Timothy in a sense next to him. Hey, I'm calling you next to me to beseech you, to beg you, to plead with you that first of all. And then he gives these things, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things be made for all men. Hey, I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you that that you start praying for all men and you start doing these things, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of things be made for all men. So there is exhort. You're to know that Greek word. You are to, to see, you could even look at all the different places that it's used to see. I mean, there, look right there. I gave you just a, a little bit of work to do, but you could have taken it and did a little extra to gain a greater understanding of that Greek word. All right. But then the next question in the Bible pop quiz for September the 23rd, once again, comes from first Timothy chapter two, verse one, look up the Greek word. That is translated supplications in 1 Timothy 2, 1. So he calls Timothy to him to exhort, to beg, to plead, to challenge him, to do what? 1 Timothy 2, 1. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications. Supplications. Well, what is supplications? Well, let's look up the Greek word for supplications. Supplications was this Greek word. Strong's G, 1162. Deasis. 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 It is used 19 times. Deasis. It means a petition, a prayer, a request, a supplication. Uh, Deasis, the outline of biblical usage, need, uh, want. Uh, It's the idea of needing something, right? Privation right? Penury. It, it's the idea of needing something, seeking, asking, entreating, entreat, entreaty to God or man. Diasis is the idea of, hey, bring the need. Well, offer the, the way it's read, first of all, supplications be made for all men. So you bring their needs, you bring their, um, how could we say this? Yeah, you bring their want, their need, what what they're lacking, right? It's a it's a petition. You bring your petitions for all men, their petitions, their need, what they're lacking. It seems to be kind of going more in that idea. It's used nineteen times. You can look at all the different ways that it's used, but I need, yeah, want, privation, penury. I, I think that's I think that's the idea I would go with because remember well I'm not gonna not gonna say any more here because I'm gonna I'm gonna end up start teaching I, I'm gonna start teaching here but the the supplication here remember this is a Bible pop quiz this is not a lecture this is not teaching this is you doing the work but I I I, I want obviously we're trying to show some distinction between these this one is I'm taking someone's need I'm taking someone's want. And I, and I am bringing it to God for, for them, for on behalf of them. I see their, their need. I see their want. I see what they're lacking. And I'm like, God, please. And I, and I bring it before God. 
right? There, there is supplication. That, that's where I would kind of, that, that, at least my initial thought is that's what I would try to emphasize for that one. So first of all, supplications. And next, prayers. Now, please note, though, this is where it gets a little confusing, right? Because one of the uh, definite, the word deasis is also translated prayer 12 times, so how does the supplications, how is it different from the prayers? Well, let's see if the Greek word offers any uh, different thing. So the next question in your Bible pop quiz for September the 23rd was, look up the Greek word that is translated prayers in 1 Timothy 2.1. Well, let's look that up and see what we can find. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. All right, I'm doing more review here than I initially thought, but just to kind of show you how this is to work, all right? And you can see why these kinds of reviews would take a little bit longer, right? But here's the Greek word for prayers. Strong's G, 4335. Pras uche. Pras uche. Pras uche. Pras uche, all right? If you look at it, it would be pras uche, but it's pras Hey, I think is the exact way. It's used 37 times. Prasuhei, it means prayer, worship by implication and oratory, uh, chapel, prayer, earnestly prayer. It's, it's used, it's translated 37 times. Prayed, earnest, prayer addressed to God, a place set apart or suited for the offering of prayer, a synagogue, a place. It seems to focus on a place. But um, a lot of this uh, usage is a place in open air. Such places were situated upon the bank or stream of a shore of the sea where there was supply of water for washing the hands before prayer. So th- this is interesting. Prasuhe seems to be focused more on the place, but it's translated prayer 36 times, prayed earnestly. So it, it seems maybe it, this focuses on does it, does it, how do we draw the distinction between this and supplications? Does, first of all, supplications seems to take the want, the need, and maybe prayers here is focused on you find a place and you earnestly, you earnestly with a commitment. So is the supplication taking the need? Then you find that place and you earnestly, right? Address it to God. You, um, I mean, I know earnest here is not really is not emphasized that much. It's more the place and who you're talking to. So may, take you take the supplications and then you find a place and you address God, I guess. But that seems to kind of be, it's made for all men. But I guess prayers is showing who you're specifically, you're taking that want and that need and you're giving it, you're addressing God with it. And you're doing this for all men. I, I think maybe that's the distinction to be made there. The next is intercessions. I'll look up at least one more. Intercessions. And remember the question as I was written in the Bible pop quiz. The Bible pop quiz was September the 23rd. Look up the Greek word that is translated intercessions. Let's look up intercessions. Intercessions. Right, going to the interlinear. Intercessions is this Greek word. Strong's G seventeen eighty three, antuxis, 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 
intixes. Intixes. It's used two times. Intercession prayer. It's an interview. Supplication, intercession, prayer. It's a falling in with, meeting with, an interview, coming together to visit, converse, or for any other cause, that for which an interview is held, a conference or conversation, a petition, a supplication. That is, that, and took us, or, I mean, listen to it again. I'm going to say it incorrectly. Strong's G, 1783, Entuxes. 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 Um, I almost stated it a completely different way. That one is not very helpful. It's this idea of a meeting, an interview. I ah oh, that the, the Greek word itself doesn't offer and it does not does antukases does not offer a great idea. We would have if we look up intercession in a Bible dictionary, probably we get a little bit more, but the Greek word itself doesn't offer. It's this idea of an interview. So I, I think it's this idea of, so supplication, we're taking someone's want and need. Prayer seems that we're clearly addressing it to God. We find a place so that we can address God. Intercession, I don't know what we do with this one. I don't know what we do with this. Because the Greek word doesn't offer a lot. I know what I could, I could start adding things here, right? I could start adding stuff just from the Greek word alone. Converse or for any other cause. It's, it's an interview. It's a converse. So I, it's, it's the idea almost of, I know we take the idea of interceding. I'm clearly interceding for, on someone else's behalf. I'm, I, I guess it's the idea that I'm having an, it's not even really, I'm, I'm conversing with God on behalf of someone else, but that's kind of what we're doing with the supplications as well. These are so, there's such a closeness to these, trying to find the distinction sometimes can be very difficult. Then the last one was giving of thanks, which I'm not going to be looking up. I'll just remind you of the questions, of the questions for the Bible pop quiz on September the 23rd, All right? I really wanted you to do some work on this. Hopefully you have. Again, I'm not trying to give you all the answers there, but number one was look up the Greek word, which is translated exhort in 1 Timothy 2.1, which we just did a review. Look up, uh, number two, look up the Greek word that's translated supplications in 1 Timothy 2.1, which we did that. Look up the Greek word that is translated prayers, 1 Timothy 2.1, we did that. Look up the Greek word that is translated intercessions, we did that. I'm not going to review number five. Look up the Greek word that is translated giving of thanks. I'm not going to do that. And then this is really all of that work was to lead to number six. And this is really what I wanted you to, to do the work on. And I, I wanted people to email me these answers. Summarize how supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks are different and how they are similar. That was number six. That's what I wanted you to work on. How are they, And not by looking up. I wanted you to try to figure this out by looking up the meaning of the Greek words. I didn't want you to go look up an article or listen to a sermon or have someone else tell you. I wanted you to see if you could come up with the possible distinction, the similarities and distinctions in those terms. That was your Bible pop quiz for September the 23rd, 2023, but it is September the 25th. Are you ready? Here we go. The Bible pop quiz for today.
September the 25th, 2023, is this. All questions are based off Psalm 13. All questions are based off Psalm 13. Now, this is going to be a common pattern that I'm going to try to make sure happens. What we are studying on the Theology Central podcast, whether it's a sermon, whether it's a devotional message, no matter what we're studying, I'm going to try to take some of those things and bring them over to, or for the Bible study exercise, whatever we're working on. It's going to make its way over to the Bible pop quiz because that for those who listen to everything, it will only reinforce and remind, okay? For those who don't listen to everything else, it'll be new, but but then if you ever want to listen to further teaching on those issues, you can on the Theology Central podcast. So this is a good example of that. I did a devotional message on Psalm 13. And now all of these questions, there are five today, come from Psalm chapter 13. Are you ready? Number one, what are the four questions asked in Psalm 13 verses one through two? The first question for today's Bible pop quiz, what are the four questions asked in Psalm 13 verses one through two? What are the four questions? Obviously, for those who are new, you can use your Bible. And you can look up and write down the answer. Now, the key is to write down the question and to write down the answers. It's that it's writing, it's seeing it, reading it, and writing it is where you uh, get that retention. All right. Number one, what are the four questions asked in Psalm 13, one through two? Now, the second question is a little bit more open-ended, and it's really going to be interesting to see. This is kind of where you get to kind of throw in your own thought and your own opinion here, Okay where we're going to mix in all kinds of different questions for the Bible Pop Quiz podcast. And I hope you appreciate that. But number one is simple. What are the four questions asked in Psalm 13, one through two? Number two, how should each question be answered or should they not be answered? When you see the four questions in Psalm 13, do they scream that you give them an an- that you answer them, or do you just go, oh no 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 no? These don't actually require an answer. These are demonstrating something else. I'm not going to try to give away too much or do any teaching there. But when when you there are four questions in Psalm 13, one through two that the psalmist asks. Do they do they require an answer? Do you give them to interpret the passage correctly? Do you give these questions an answer or do you go, no, these questions reveal something. The answer is insignificant to the, them. How, 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 what do you do with these questions in Psalm chapter 13? So number one, what are the four questions asked in Psalm 13, one through two? Number two, how should each question be answered or should they not be answered? That, number one, that's number two. Number three, what are the Hebrew words? And meanings for each Hebrew word that are translated Lord and God in Psalm 13.3. What are the Hebrew words and their meanings and they, that are translated Lord and God in Psalm 13.3? What is the Hebrew word and meaning for the word that is translated, uh, the Hebrew word that is translated Lord and what is the word what is the word and meaning the Hebrew word and meaning that is translated God in Psalm 13:3 Lord and God they are both used in Psalm 13:3 what is the Hebrew word for each and what do they mean that's a very simple one very straightforward all right so number 1 what are the four questions asked in Psalm 13:1 through 2 
Number two, how should each question be answered or should they not be answered? And number three, what are the Hebrew words and meaning that are translated Lord and God and Psalm 13.3? Number four, what is the Hebrew word and meaning that is translated mercy and Psalm 13.5? What is the Hebrew word and meaning that is translated mercy in Psalm 13.5? The Blue Letter Bible app is the, I think, the go-to app to use to find this, this information, right? So you ready for these again? One more time. What are the four questions asked in Psalm 13, 1 through 2? Number two, how should each question be answered or should they not be answered? Number three, what are the Hebrew words and meaning that are translated Lord and God in Psalm 13.3? Number four, what is the Hebrew word and its meaning that is translated mercy in Psalm 13, 5? And in number five, the psalmist asks God to do three things in Psalm 13, 3. The psalmist asks God to do three things. And these three things are found in Psalm 13.3. List those three things. What are those? What are the three things the psalmist asked God to do in Psalm 13.3? Those are your five questions for today's Bible pop quiz. Are you ready? One, one quick review. What are the four questions asked in Psalm 13, 1 through 2? How should each question be answered or should they not be answered? Number three, what are the Hebrew words and their meanings that are translated Lord and God in Psalm 13.3? Number four, what is the Hebrew word and its meaning that is translated mercy in Psalm 13.5? And number five, the psalmist asks God to do three things in Psalm 13.3. What are those three things? There you have it, class. There is your Bible pop quiz For this Monday, September the 25th, 2023, I hope you will take this opportunity to dig into the Word of God, to really look at it, to really consider it, and hopefully as you spend time in Psalm 13 looking up this information, you will grow in your understanding of Psalm 13 and that this information you will retain and it will be beneficial and help you spiritually. So I, that's the goal. Of course, you can send your work, if you would like, to, to newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. You don't have to, but if you would like to, feel free to. If you would just like to say, hey, I, 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 you know, this is, I'm finding great benefit in doing these quizzes, then let me know. All right, someone said thank you. Someone who hasn't been listening to the podcast in like six months. Okay, okay, just a joke, just a joke. I do keep track of how often you listen and when you stop listening. I do, I do keep track, I do keep track. And then I just say, well, that person stopped listening. Okay, I'm joking. All right. All right, I think that's it. I think that's it. I see, the only problem with doing these pop quizzes is I want to do teaching. I want to do teaching. So when I'm finished, I'm always like, well, that, does that broadcast really count? I mean, I didn't actually teach. So does it count? Yeah, I say I don't know. I, I, I struggle with that. We'll see. All right. There you have it. There's your Bible pop quiz for Monday, September the 25th, 2023. Get that mo- notebook, get that pencil, get that Bible, and get to work. God bless. 